Sean. If Les Miles beats everybody but Alabama, I think he stays. Creel. Fuck Jolly Ranchers and <laughs> fuck Sour Apple. Hankins. Jesus Christ. We're going to lose this game. We're going to lose a game Not from it. 2007. Somehow, we're going to blow this. Thought a flag. Tell him thought a flag. Damn, these are some good sun chips. I should buy these more often. Uh, Florida? 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 Now my daddy, my daddy coached the Dolphins. I don't know if I really like sushi or if I really like soy sauce. Ever heard of that Panther fan who growls in the YouTube video? Hey, Saban, what about this? Throw the flag episode. Who knows? Who can count? Who can count anything episode? Anymore? We all had other stuff to do, so we're throwing this one up. This is what we call one to rock, one to stop. In the can is In this the a, old can is this right here on the right. Uh, yeah, we're good to go. Thing we just did a podcast seventeen seconds. Gee, ago. daddy, but you know, yeah, we he'll be daddy up He's here. coming in hot and hot and bothered. Well, so assuming that we ran the the Sean on Creel app. That ended with that sweet, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Two guys, a girl, and a pizza gate. I just get a file that says, "Hey, can you put uh, the end song of Two Files, the Gal, and the Squeezer Crut at no, the no, end?" No, no, no. I just asked to cut it at that point. You made that decision, <laughs> and that was fucking perfect. Well, and I have obviously, told you how good that was. obviously, if if given the option, that's the decision I'm going to make. And I didn't get it at first. I was like, "Oh fuck, that's the fucking yeah." <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna run Hankins through the paces. Well, I can't wait. Hey, uh, this you is always I what I want. B- both have uh, <laughs> ocular access to the notepad file that's in front I don't want to see it, right baby. I'm not looking. Just don't look at it. Don't okay. worry. And with, with us, with us is our executive producer on and off on That's Disgusting. Number one fan. And if you would like to listen to the show that Gavin executive produces, executively produces, <laughs> That's Disgusting, you can do so at ttfnetwork.com. That's Tango Tango. And if you would like to join us on our annual podcast getaway. Next year. Next year in Biloxi or Tupelo or Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Mississippi. Rock City. Rock City, you can see. That's Tennessee. Or Las Vegas. Or Las Vegas. Then, you know, send some money here. We'll do something with you. We don't care. We'll do it all day. We'll cam up. We will cam these the three cream up. daddies will cam up. We will up. cam up. Any gullible boys out there who's wanting? We're getting done. Give me the questions. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait for Creel to actually come back from where he's coming from. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? Nothing. We're definitely not recording the podcast. All right. So listen, Scott Frost left. Burr is cold. It UCF. Is. Question number one: Who's got the coldest last name? Scott Frost. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Number two. Bring it on. I guess Frosty the Snowman at UTSA is out of the running. <laughs> Tell him to take that dumb fucking hat off and it ain't his birthday. Suck it, Frosty. And your carrot's in the wrong place, nigga. So, Scott Frost spent two years at UCF, took an 0-13 team in 2015, and coached them to an undefeated season in 2017. Mm-hmm. He left Orlando to go to... Lincoln, Nebraska. When is it again, daughter or not? 
Will Scott Frost put on a coat? Nope, can't do it. Too cold. Make it to a make it to the playoffs as head coach of Nebraska. Do I have a time frame or just period? Ever? Ever. Well, I mean, you know, if he doesn't make it to the playoffs in ten years, he's probably not going to be there anymore. I don't know if you. Um. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, he does. I'm going to say the world is getting weirder and weirder every year. Um, I can't look past winning 11 games and claiming a national championship with a guy with one hand. Cannot look past that. Um, at some point, Urban Meyer's going to leave, and it's going to leave the Big Ten wide open. Michigan is in a weakened state. Harbaugh's got one year left. Harbaugh's got one year left. He can't even get Shea Patterson on that team. Um, no, I think he's cleared now. Is he cleared? But uh, Yeah, I'm sure that at, when this airs, Shea Patterson just threw nine touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that the world's going to change around him, and, and Nebraska might be in the spot where they can go get this thing done. Uh, Follow-up, do you think that Scott Frost... Cold over in the polar bear's toenails? No. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Talking that shit. There he goes. What is that outcast song? It's on ATLians. Mm-hmm. ATLians? No, oh, you know, I think it is. Is AT- that the whitest? It is, it's ATLians. Is that the whitest way to produce? Mm. To produce? You know, the, the Atlanteans... That is the whitest way to say that. Name. This is the whitest pronunciation you know. In ten years, does Scott Frost have a national championship? Mm-hmm. Does he duplicate the success mm-hmm. at Nebraska that he does in UCF? I think he gets one in ten years. If you're giving me ten years, and it's Scott Frost versus the field, I think the college landscape will have changed so dramatically by then that, yeah, he has a very good chance. Are to you get saying it. he got one at UCF? Uh, he just said it, Gavin. Thank you for calling this fucker on his bullshit. Um, yeah, I, I, UCF is, is the 2017 national champion. Yeah, but I think that he does get a legitimate title in 10 years. I saw a cop car in Orlando that told me that. <laughs> Uh, you just got Gavin. Moving on, <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> Moving on. What happens to LSU in the next two or three years? Is Ed, Ed Orgeron They there? lose to Alabama three more times. Do, do they win more than eight games every season? Do they win at least eight games every season in the 18, 19, and 20? What did they do last year? You know off the top of your head? Uh, they actually... Uh, had a very quiet, I think, like ten and two or yeah. Nine and I think three. you're right. I think that they sit in the. I think it was nine and three. I think that they are nine to eleven. They're in that range. Um, the SEC West is in a state of flux. It depends on what Alabama can continue to do. I think that I said jokingly that they lose Alabama three times, but I I wouldn't be surprised to see that streak end somewhere in the next three years. Yeah. Just with all the turnover at Alabama, I think eventually that has to catch up with you. Now, Nick Saban's going to get got against at some point. They got got against Auburn. Absolutely. Well, I I don't know if I would call it got got because Auburn was actually a good team last year. But with they're going to get got against LSU or Tennessee, Tennessee or something. It can't like go on that. forever. So Texas A and M. Yeah, but that's that's the thing though with with the SEC West, the coaching turnover. The coaches got better. Um, but it's going to take. And if Auburn collapses, so I think we're I think we're going to be even. There might be some Mississippi State might go down. Arkansas might come up. Um, Mississippi State's going to go down. Yeah, Ole Miss is a non-factor. So I think that for the next three years, LSU pretty much holds serve, and they can recruit enough talent to 
win seven of the games they're supposed to win, and I think they can win two to three games that will be close. And they can, you know, they can beat their out of conference opponent two or three times. I think Ed Orgeron is closer to a Matt Luke at Ooh. Ole Miss than a Ooh. Gus Malzahn. Ooh. Ooh. Because I think that LSU because of Boudin. I think he, you know mama, we. Mama, <laughs> I tell you what, y'all made you talking about me talking about Matt Luke. I tell you right now, I got Tiger Pride coming out of my sides and my ears. Like, I should you really, goddamn be recruiting right now? I should be, but I'm right here with you in Tennessee because there's a you kid down here, Sevierville, that plays a quarterback and also is a damn good uh, sausage cutter, and that's what we need here at the Tiger. We need a man that can throw the ball and also prepare that sweet, sweet boudin the way we love to have it down here with that gator meat and all them freaks. Pound boudin. Pound boudin. Hashtag me group me me grow me gumbo <laughs> hashtag me goes m oh, oh, m e g a u x oh. me goes that's really good oh me goes yeah, in the kitchen then I'm cooking us some boudin in the kitchen then I'm cooking us some jambalaya in the kitchen then I'm whooping with some jambalaya we're nothing if not trying to reach the most catch that tiger catch that tiger. The sun has set. It is now dark as fuck in Death Valley. Corn dogs. I think that when I say that Orgeron is closer to Matt Luke, I think that, you know, we talked about this maybe a month or two ago on this show that what are we going to do with Butch Davis at Tennessee? What should. I'm hire him at Alabama. And then, <laughs> <laughs> And this is before he got fired. But Hankins took the position that, you know, you got to wait out Nick Saban retiring before you actually hire somebody that you think is going to be good, which I think is crazy. I, I thought at the time it was crazy. I don't know if I still do. Whatever. Because that's defeatist attitude. Why are you even operating in the world of college football if, if, if that's the case? It is a very practical uh, stance, which is probably what is the is a common stance amongst many uh, administrators uh, that survive in the world of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, you think there's any chance Nick Saban goes somewhere else? Or no, I think we're past that. I think the expiration date is gone on. That. But actually, what about back to the NFL? Let's let, let let's actually tack that on next. But I think that. LSU is operating with Ed Orgeron in the hopes that he will be their guy for the next 10, 15 years. But I think they're also kind of using him as what you would treat Butch Davis when he still had the job at Tennessee. Butch Jones. Butch Jones. (laughs) Um, Deshaun Deshaun Foster. Foster. (laughs) I call Deshaun Watson Deshaun Foster all the time. And... um, Waiting saving out before they. Get I, I think. I, let me ask you this. In the same way, Ole Miss is using Matt Luke to wait out the yeah. s- coming. Sessions. I think that Orger. I think you're dead on. I think best case scenario, Orgeron is the guy. He's essentially their their Bear Bryant in that he's the guy that fits the yeah. role, and he can he he'll get it together. Or worst case scenario for for LSU, I think. And this is a positive for him. I think at worst he's Mike Shula, and he sits in the middle. He's the bridge between. He gets a he gets a ten and three. Record does so, he get everybody's okay? Uh, things start to fall apart, and by that time the world has changed, and the right guy falls into their lap, and they're off and running again. Yeah. Well, let's move on to what Gavin uh, asked because this is something I don't think we've we've joked about, of course, but 
This is something that has not been a, a legitimate question since we started this podcast yeah. 15 months ago. In the wake of the Trump administration. Um, it, just, it seemed like year after year... Beer after beer. Saban was going to the Browns. Saban was going to the Titans. Uh, Saban was going to Texas. This has to be his... As an Auburn fan, Gavin... What do you think? Well, I can wait it out. <laughs> but do you... <laughs> you dumb bitch. Do you, uh, Saban is like 65, 66. 66. We, we've talked about how, how the early recruiting class kind of uh, relieves some of that stress on him. He looks a lot happier at, at the end of the year, but... I mean, what I was bringing up is, can a coach end on top? Because, like, someone with, like, Spurrier who had so much success at Florida... Yeah. Then went somewhere else and had somewhat of success. And now he's going to be a coach of the All-American football, whatever. You, I think you hit the nail on the head with what is the path to ending on top. The path to ending on top is not getting – It's walking it's away from walking the away table. from. Yeah, not going to the NFL. That's the, that was Spurrier's yeah. mistake. If Spurrier it's stays at Florida, that, he's fine. If Spurrier stayed at Florida, no. he's probably still at Florida. No, no, no. <clears throat> if Spurrier stays at Florida – Maybe he. I, I think what Gavin is getting at, and please correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's not not going to the NFL. It's how many national championships do you have to to win before you say, okay, I'm done. Well, he I'm only won on one. What if, what if for the next three seasons? What if Saban goes six and six, six and six, and five and seven in the next three years, and then he hangs it up like Spurrier did at South Carolina when he said. Week four, I don't have it anymore. Spurrier had to come back to reclaim his legacy. Because he, he went didn't. to he did because Spurrier he went to the went NFL. Down the bottom. He went to the NFL and sucked. That's you're making my point. He went to the NFL and he was terrible. He went to South Carolina and Sean. There was a time in between when he was at the Washington fucking Redskins. No, I understand that. And if he had been successful at the Washington Redskins, he would have been fine. He wasn't, so he had to come back to college football to get back on top. He but had he to get the title back. He did. He took South Carolina to eleven wins. That's insane. But then he Never stayed won on his division. He stayed on a year too long. He did win his division, didn't they not? They played Auburn in the fucking SEC Championship uh, yeah, game yeah. in 2010. One they got time. the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. But he did. But to South Carolina job, fans, it, that it, is that is impressive. To go mm-hmm. 11 wins back to back, but he stayed on a year too long. But he didn't talk about Saban. But his original sin is he went to the NFL. If he just stays at Florida, he rides that baby out as long as he wants Follow to. Follow up Gavin question, how does Saban go out on top? Whenever he wants to. All Saban has to do. What if what if what if the bottom drops out next year and he goes three and eight? Three or four and eight. I don't see that as being a possibility. What if though? What if? It okay. doesn't matter what how it, probable. Do it you is. think that he's gonna go three and eight and then What if Jalen Hurts uh to uh You're talking about Mac one Jones. year. You're talking about one bad year. Yeah. Yes. Your brother. yes. That's what? not you're not you're not losing six national championships because of one bad year. Bear Bryant didn't go out. As a national champion. Well, that's, you're not going out on top, though. Well, I think we have very different definitions of going out on top. If yeah. you mean, how does he walk away from a national championship, I would say that probably so the next one this. he wins, he's got to get out of there. Let me ask you this. If Urban Meyer did not – if Urban Meyer ne- – and I have two of these questions. If Urban Meyer never went to Ohio State, did would he have gone out on top? No. Because he, get, he was up against, he's coming up against the Saban wall. 
No, 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 no. I'm saying if Urban Meyer like quit, air quotes. I'm if if Urban Meyer quit because he had heart problems. If he really like, had heart problems that really and kept he him never out, actually went to Ohio State after that year. If he quit and that was it, would is that no? Because he lost a he got crushed in a. In, but the, that's not going. Out, but for me, going out on top means that you go out um, without an embarrassment. Be it a terrible loss or a scandal, mm-hmm. and it means that the program is—you know where my next question—the program is in good hands when you leave it. For me, that's going out on top. So let me ask you this, and again, these are all like I'm modifying sure, like, so much history, but say the Sandusky shit never happens in Penn State. Absolutely. Paterno left 2012, something yeah. like that. Left this earth. <laughs> Then I guess he left the program 2011. <laughs> yeah. But does he – is that going out on top? You have one national championship, but you are beloved. You have For a me, you are the face of your university. Uh-huh. You have you have a national championship. You are the winningest coach ever. For me, that is on top. The program is not a laughing stop. It is still competitive. You are still able to sign good players, put players into the league. You still have your faculties, and you still run the program. For me, that's on top. Not being, if you're not, quite frankly, if you're not fired in this day's college football, you have left on top for me. (laughs) So let's bring in reality to the Joe Paterno situation. Uh, His wins have been restored. Oh. Initially taken away. Yeah. And they're not on bottom. They, They almost made, I mean... Sandusky probably was a bottom, but they they almost made Top. they almost made the playoffs. Their uh, star player was just taken number two in the draft. Did Paterno, in reality, no no qualifications? Did Paterno on? Right now, did Paterno go out on top? No, oh, if you're dead when your wins get restored, you, you don't get to go out on top. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty simple. Anything. The original question was is Saban going to leave? That was the original question oh, yeah. Gavin asked. I think that I think that, that <coughs> ship has sailed. And I also think I don't know He's too old to start anything. Too old new. to start over. And I don't I don't even know how hot and heavy the NFL stuff was. If you start, if I'm looking now at the hiring practices of NFL teams, I can't think of too there haven't been too many college guys that have gotten the Hugh big Hugh Jackson shot. still has a job. Hugh Jackson still has a job. Herm Edwards is somehow a coach in college now. So that's a two. But the hiring practice of them, I just don't think that they look at the college. I think that they look at the the wide history of college coaches. And you see Pete Carroll was the last success story. Yeah. And you see Nick Saban's first run in NFL was not good. You see Steve Spurrier. You see, uh, what's my man? It's in UCLA now. Um, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. You see Chip Kelly and all that. And I think you just say, you know what, guys? We got plenty of coaches on NFL staffs right now that we can hire and not have to worry about all this stuff. Um, I think that the power college football coaches have now, especially at the big programs, is terrifying to an NFL organization who knows that that coach has to interact with players who are also very powerful. And that dynamic has not proven to work. It's only worked for Pete Carroll, but Pete Carroll is a very different cat. And quite frankly, 
it worked for a little while, and it is now falling apart because the, his players were too loud and too boisterous and too yeah. thought a little too highly of themselves yeah, of in a lot of people's eyes. So I just don't know that that is a real possibility. And I, I and I think the what feeds into that is because I mean. Those rumors were always met of two minds, and none of them were close to reality. Anybody who was an Alabama fan said, oh, it's never going to happen, and blah, blah, blah. No, I've never heard Dennis Franchione leaving us for Texas A&M, et cetera. And then non-Alabama fans saying, oh, he's definitely going to Texas. I mean, they can throw $20 million at him, which they never did. However... You know, there was there was always that pro. Uh, my uh, my one of my uh, my cousin was dating this guy at the time who was a huge Cleveland Browns fan, <clears throat> and he I believe to this day still still tends bar at a place called uh, Four Face Liar in the Village in New York City. Sean, look him up. I'm not telling myself to look him up. His, his name's Sean. Uh, make a, a note. Look up Sean. But he uh, <laughs> you know he was really excited because he was a big Browns fan. And uh, like Bill Haslam, was uh, the, the, the Browns was Who the option. Knew? The Browns was the place. And can you imagine if Saban went to the Browns? Like that is having your reputation tarnished because Nick Saban is not going to turn around the Browns unless he's also the GM at the time. Exactly. So I don't know how realistic any of those. I think Texas was probably the closest thing to reality if they actually threw they should have just thrown 20 million dollars there's no cap on how much you can pay a coach don't know that texas wanted him that's crazy no it's not because not want nick saban because at texas you are very proud of your thing and your boosters are clearly super rich and you've got a giant alumni to bring in the agent of you can't tell me what to do. Yep, no. Is that's, scary to those yeah, types you, of you people. You have to. Nick Saban basically. I mean, Bill Battle. Okay, so Malmore hired Nick Saban. Malmore was the AD when when he hired Nick Saban. Then Bill Battle was a and I'm stating facts here. Bill Battle was a cancer stricken individual who had to deal with a lot of shit personally while he was AD. After Malmore. Yes. Na- and after Bill Battle stepped away, he uh, our new <clears throat> excuse me our new AD is Greg Byrne that we got from Arizona, Arizona. Talking Heads, and <laughs> and this is he's a, a young cat. guy. It used to be a cold. relatively inexperienced guy has a proven record, but at the same time he's not the guy set to. I guarantee you they fucking hired Greg Byrne as somebody who is not going to not like, going throw to his dick to around in the way. Of what Nick Saban has done, that is that is a scary proposition, um, be, because you know that whatever, well, you don't know, but you suspect that whatever luxuries you might have had as the AD, as big boosters, you don't know what Nick might come in there and shut down. Yeah, Alabama was willing to give that over to him for, and, for really for one reason because we were at a crossroads yeah. of will we ever be the Alabama we used to be. Or will we just be this other thing? And we weren't willing to be that other thing. And let's not forget that the first time, the first time that Saving the Texas Rumors surfaced was like one year removed, two years removed from Texas getting the Longhorn Network. Yeah. They were Big Dick Central. Like they were owning, ESPN gave them, like bought them a network for themselves. So 
they were becoming the new Notre Dame where, mm-hmm. you know, NBC was Notre Dame's, ESPN was becoming Texas, and then Colt Uh-oh. McCoy broke Looks like you just got yourself a script flipper. Question time for you. Oh, shit. Eric Anders, unsung hero of the 2009 championship football matchup between the Texas Longhorns and Alabama Dot as Texas is making this crazy comeback. They're making a crazy come. The, the, you can't disagree that they're making I a crazy comeback. I disagree that Alabama and Texas played in the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is making a comeback. They've hit a couple big passes. It's the the game's like within ten or fourteen points or something. Um, Texas has got the ball. Eric Anders comes on a blindside blitz and he smacks the shit out of uh, Shipley brother number four, Jordan. I don't think it was Jordan. Jordan was a receiver, right? Jim Dog. Jim Dog Shipley. Jim Jam. Uh, whatever. He knocks the shit out of Texas backup quarterback. Fumbles the ball. Next play, Mark Ingram goes in for a touchdown. Yep. That guy, Eric Anders, mm-hmm. is starting his MMA career. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for a fight. Who is the college football player, past or present? Is this trivia or this opinion? is This is an opinion okay. that you want to fight the least. Oh, the least? Oh, fuck. I'll tell you. Um, oh, god damn it. Oh, god damn it. Uh, who is... Who, He's shaking in his boots, Tell guys. me, tell me, def- <laughs> tell me defensive ends in 2001. Ooh, ooh. 2002. Wallace Gilberry. <laughs> yeah? Uh, no, fuck. Uh, we, we, we had just lost to Oklahoma at Norman, and okay. I lived in the football dorm at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home after watching the game at a bar, and... This defensive end had just gotten back off the bus to his dorm, and he was just fucking sad as hell. And he was the most gentle giant I've ever met in my entire life. But he was so mad. You could just see veins like pulsating. I was like, oh fuck. Was that a one? It was. A, it would have been um, fall of o two. Fall of o two. Fall of o two. All right. So 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 that's mine. I wrote down CBS and I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I I it wasn't it wasn't the actual uh, network. But so who steps into the spotlight? This this will be short. Don't worry. Was it Tyler Watts? <laughs> Brody Cruel, <laughs> defensive end. Spencer Penny. <laughs> I don't think it was Eric Anders either. It was. It definitely wasn't Eric Anderson. He wasn't there yet. I want to say Mark Anderson, but that was... Antoine Odom? He's a big scary man. No, he was... He's a linebacker, down. though. Um, who steps into the spotlight in the Pac-12? Anthony Bryant. Was it Anthony Bryant? No. He, um, we... We'll figure out who it is. Uh, um, Pac-12. Spotlight. Freddie Roach. Killing Alabama's own Frederick no, Roach. I, I, uh... Who steps into the spotlight in the Pac-12? Uh, you know... A good bit of turnover. God, I was about to say Nebraska like it was fucking two thousand one or something. You can pick shit. a player, you can pick a coach, whoever. But you know, we but have had we we have had two quarterbacks from the Pac twelve uh, chosen in the first four picks, first first uh, top ten picks. Um, Chip Kelly's new. Clay Helton is just getting his foot in foot in. Clay Helton's just getting his foot in the U. We got another year, of Jake Browning, don't we? Surely not. W- Surely Jake Browning is. In the draft this year, right? <coughs> um, give me a team. That's Washington. Does Washington continue their very soft dominance 
that it's who's a, gonna beat them, it's man? A coin to make the playoffs. Who's go- you mean this year or do you mean like two thousand eighteen long term? Yeah, it, it's still Washington. They're they're because loaded if enough. You win the Pac twelve. It's 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 you're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. You're not gonna make the playoffs unless a lot of things fall into your lap. Unless you are undefeated mm-hmm. and a the runner up from the Big Ten the has Big two losses. You got to have yeah. two losses somewhere else. Now maybe next year is the the committee seems to uh, to try to right their wrongs the next year. Um, so if perhaps they might be a little more lenient on a Pac-12 team this year. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? So a big test from a possible leader that our executive producer Gavin. Uh, uh, Provides to us, Auburn plays Washington. Yeah, which is something that the TTF executive producer Darren, I'm sure, will be watching nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, that's goddamn. That's going to be a fucking interesting game. Where Where is that game at? It's Atlanta. I, yeah. Yeah, it's the kickoff. It's the kickoff. Um. Well, that that'll tell your tale right there. If Washington beats Auburn in Atlanta, look the fuck out. Yeah. Because all they got to do is win the rest of them. And you're dealing with the USC that underachieved last year. Now, USC could be problematic because USC is best when there aren't expectations. Sam Darnold is gone. The expectations won't be there. It might be a little easier for them to function. Chip Kelly, I think, will get UCLA going. Um, Again, they just lost their main weapon. It'll take him a little time to get rolling. Washington is... I think Snoop Dogg's son is still there, too. He plays for all the the Pac-12 teams, right? Um, So... Did he? Did he? St- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Puff Daddy's kid that Puff Daddy tried to fight the <laughs> tried to fight the strength coach, I, and his I, kid left. I don't want to lose the thread on this Washington Auburn game, actually, because who is going to win that game? Because it is. I think Auburn is actually at a disadvantage because, well, maybe not. Washington has to travel, but Washington is used to playing people like Jared Stidham. And the speed that Auburn has. And the if you look at the offensive line, the the Auburn lost no one nope. on offense. If you look at Washington just lost Big Vita. If you look at their main just, stay on the defensive line. So. Just take Auburn's 2017 offensive line. That's an offensive line that's going to win a lot of games in the next yeah. few years. I, because of how the season ended and because Alabama got back into the playoffs and because Auburn got beat in the SEC championship game. It kind of washes over me how good that they were when when Auburn was good last year. They were the best team in the country. The key is: can Auburn's defense stop whatever bullshit? We did it. Spread and fun and gun. No, that was two years ago. It could be different now. It's yeah. It's it's worse because uh, Washington has lost their big threats. I don't think it's close. I think Auburn steamrolls this bunch of pansies. It's in Atlanta. You know how I how I think time zones. Uh, <laughs> Well, the last time Washington played in Atlanta, they got beat 24-7 to a team whose offensive coordinator got fired at halftime. That's what happened in that game. They lost to a team 24-7 that didn't get a first down seemingly until like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They lost to a team 24-7 who had one rushing play over 10 yards all day. I think Auburn absolutely goes in there and cleans their dumb clocks. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this was... This is setting everything up from uh, when did Auburn beat USC? They didn't first game. No, they they, they played two years in a row though. They never beat them. <coughs> USC beat them. USC? USC beat them both years, and that was the beginning of 
SEC is dumb. Oh, yeah. Which was actually the beginning of the, the SEC's dumb. It was. It was letting us know. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think, and Gavin, let Maybe me bring you in on this. Do you think that these kickoff classics are better or worse than a home and away? I remember Alabama playing a home and away uh, series with UCLA in 2002 and 2003. Polly fucking Dixon. Is it be- Would you rather see just one game at a neutral field, Alabama plays Michigan in Jerry World, or would you rather have Alabama playing Michigan in Tuscaloosa and then the next year playing in Ann Arbor? Feel free to chime in. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal with, with both of the scenarios is... My answer is, I don't give a shit why are you asking me this, but please, <laughs> please proceed. Um... <coughs> With both of those things, you get the worst case scenario is you get stuck with teams that aren't where you thought they would be when you scheduled them, one way or the other. And if one of those teams takes a big dip, then you've got two bum games, two years running. And in this day and age, you can't afford to have it twice. It is nuts, though, because we scheduled that Penn State home and away. 99. I think we scheduled it in 98 or 99. A couple weeks ago, Alabama scheduled uh, a Notre Dame for uh, 2028 and 2029. 10 years, yeah. And it's like, but I mean, you know, you're you're running the same. I mean, they could be. Like we scheduled Alabama opens with Louisville this year, which was sexy when it was scheduled. Not as sexy now that the Heisman Trophy went. But for me, I I like the kickoff classics. Um, I think it. I think it's exciting. It gives people. It gives new people an opportunity to see the game, to see the teams. I think it helps grow the game. You're playing in stadiums that you're not always in. For me personally, I especially like it because Atlanta gets it and I can go. But that would be the same everywhere in Indianapolis. People who've never seen Alabama play or people who've never seen Florida State play can get to go down and experience college football and get swept up in all the hoopla. With a home and home, you know what you're going to get. It's the same people going to the games. Here's what I want. Oh. I think now with the playoffs, it doesn't matter as much because even if you lose that first game, you can still bounce back. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Unless you're Florida State and you just <laughs> fall the fucking part. Um, but now the committee is what Houston not said. The Don't committee worry. will be like yeah. to give you shit on not scheduling true away games. That's the new buzzword. Right. Like, oh, Alabama's not scheduling a true away game or so-and-so's not scheduling a true away game. But I think that the at the end of the day, they're going to shut that shit up if – Big Chicken says, hey, dude, you're devaluing my all the money I spent on this Chick-fil-A bowl. How about you put a sock in it, Chris Fowler? <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, Hankins, do you have a couch available the first week of the season? Absolutely. Gavin, for you, I got a whatever you want, baby. Whatever you want. Here's you want a full escort to the dome, I'll get you right in I want to go. I want to get a turkey leg. I want to have a good We'll do time. it. We'll have a good time. Well, you have to get the Renaissance kit, though. You got to get the Renaissance kit. I don't know what time Bama plays, but uh, – I'd so, like Sean to join, too. <laughs> Here is what I want to see. I want to see a generous benefactor buy college football. <laughs> and I want to see these kickoff classics not happen at Jerry World, not happen at New Falcon's Nest, Hawaii. not happen at all this shit. I want to have a fucking kickoff classic at, like, Duke University Stadium. But I, only oh, You have to have a track around your stadium, <laughs> around your football field. To have a kickoff classic. Welcome to the starter pistol like, you classic. Know you know what? Make it the Super Bowl. Charge ten million dollars for a fucking seat. I want. I want to see just teams play in front of nobody. 
<laughs> They're that not going to be terrible. playing in front that of nobody. Terrible. The that stadium is going to be filled to its capacity. Well, yeah, if it's like a 10,000. I want to see him at Milton Frank and <laughs> I don't, I don't, your, I, your point is not wrong. It is, it is very cool to see big time college football in environments like that. Now, because the SEC has gotten so big, you don't, Vanderbilt is probably the smallest stadium, I guess. I don't, Mizzou, Mizzou has a little bit of that vibe, but they're, 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 they're certainly, it's a different feel to that stadium. It's a little smaller, but they're still crazy. But yeah, I saw Alabama play Duke in two, in the, in the dead year of 2010. Beat him sixty three to three, and I thought, "Here we go, boys! Everything's coming up crimson." Yeah. But any, it was very cool to see. No way, we're going to lose to South Carolina. No way, no right? way. Are you kidding me? Um, it was very cool to see that. Um, but I get it. But you know that ain't going to happen. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, no, it's anyway. a pipe dream. Um, so listen, Gavin, executive producer, guest executive producer, guest co executive producer. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. I am posing the question to the two of you. Uh oh, Gavin. Here we go. We're on the spot, baby. Phil, 45 seconds. Who's Phil, 45 seconds? You dumb bitch. It's <laughs> very good. It's very good. 2018, Auburn has. This is Auburn's tough year. Because of the way. Because this is their home and away. Yeah. Even years are always worse yeah. because of the schedule. Yeah. What happens We've with Auburn? Signed our. Coach on for 70 more years. <laughs> <laughs> to keep away from Longest extension ever. <laughs> what happens with Auburn? Does Jared Sidham win the Heisman? And what does it take for Gus Malzahn to keep his job over the next two years? I don't think Auburn is going to be a knee-jerk. So knee-jerk. Well, no, they just signed a giant extension. <laughs> They're not going to be a knee-jerk. So it's not going to happen over the next year, but what happens over the next two years? It's your home base, uh, Gavin. I give, I give the floor to you. All right. Well... Last year was crazy because before the season, there was a point where we thought we could be on top. Yep. Early into the season, we kind of, I would say we hit rock bottom. Yep. This season's over. You look dreadful at we some points in the season. Yes. Well, a few, a, a turns couple out. more games. Oh, now we're back. We could be the best team in college football. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then after... Obviously, it didn't end, out, end that way, but it was such – I've never seen a team that had – it was so close the to the ups bottom. And down. So I've the ups and downs. I've never seen that, a team with the ups and downs that that Auburn team had last year. And especially in college football where it's always like you need to win almost all Fairly of Fairly consistent. I mean, Teams are – you know, you, you get a little inconsistency in your team, but typically the team you see in week three mm-hmm. is your team. That was not the case. There's no like you lose three or four games right. and come back. Right, and, that just doesn't happen. And that – that three weeks that y'all had of just beating Georgia like a drum, <laughs> just beating the shit out of Georgia to the point where we were all together watching our game, the Mississippi State game, after y'all beating Georgia. Like, I don't give a fuck what happens in this Mississippi State game. There ain't no way we're winning the Iron Bowl. It just ain't Georgia, happening. That's a number one Georgia team. That's yes, team you that just no dragged them. The, like, the team that was ahead, <laughs> ahead in the second part of overtime in the national championship game. And you're a Carrion Johnson injury away from probably being in the playoff. If Carrion is not hurt in the Georgia game, that game likely goes a different way. Um, I think that was the main thing that I saw watching that game is Auburn doesn't have his horse to hand the ball to to stabilize this thing because you were up, you were doing fine, and then he, he gets dinged up in that thing and he, he can't go as hard as he can. Um, but I don't know, man, because typically with Auburn, 
last year's results are no indicator for the future. It just it never seems to be Auburn an indicator. Auburn always does better when they fire a coach and hire a new one. Yeah. Um I don't. I don't have a clue. You, you everything's away. You you still have the die into Bowden, Bowden into Tuberville, yep. Tuberville into Chiswick, Chiswick into. You still have Boston. to play the teams that played in the national championship game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to which which one's on the road this year? Georgia's on the road. Bama's on the road. Yeah, both on the road. So you get both of those games on Who's the road. The other East Beast. Who's the other East opponent for Auburn? Um, I don't know who they get this year. I think it's. I think it's doubly hard. <laughs> Probably for, well. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who in the East is. I don't know who's scary this uh, year. Tennessee. Do you so, get Tennessee this year? Yeah. Okay. So who? So, sub question of this. Oh, we gotta play Liberty too. So. Oh fuck. Hey, hey, the way who y'all had a scare against. One of them bum teams gave y'all a scare last year, uh, didn't they? Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I remember coming out of coming out of the shower and I saw like y'all fumble. Jacksonville State. It was, yeah, it was Jacksonville State. That was that giving you hell. Fuck, dancing around. Uh, does Jared Sidham win the Heisman in the next two years? Jesus Christ, that motherfucker got two years left. Yeah, he's a junior. I uh, know you're right. <laughs> I'm not arguing with. You. I just can't believe it. I'd say there's a chance. I mean, yeah. He's hmm. no Orlando Pace, but <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> Um, does Jarrett Stidham win the Heisman? We are at that weird place where everybody from last year is is gone. Here, uh, let me let me ask it this so, way: who, who from Bama? Two I was going to say, let me ask it this way: Do we see a scenario where no. quarterback? For, I don't know why you're so down. I got to tell you, I don't I'm understand not it. To it. I, I I will tell you why. I will tell you why. There's two reasons. One is very rational, and one is irrational. I'm going to say that the one the rational isn't rational. There's no rational there, reason to be down a, on this kid. It is a documented fact that Tua Tagovailoa is three foot four out four ounces. <laughs> he is the shortest. Guarantee. Sh- I bet you he's the same size as Baker Mayfield. He is the shortest individual I've he's ever the seen same throw a ball. Size as Baker Mayfield. Irrationally, any left hander, I, I, I. There's something that like when I see a left hander throw a pass. On a football, on a football screen, on a TV screen, on a football screen, I I get so fucking nervous, <laughs> and I just think he it's just like throwing it up because it doesn't like it, it doesn't compete with me. Um, this kid that being said, won seen, a national I've, championship. I've seen two or throw thirty half. passes in my entire life. So uh, and twenty eight of them motherfuckers was. Six one two eighteen. He is the same Tua, size as Baker Mayfield. Tua Tagovailoa is not one inch taller than I am. He is. I'm telling you right now, that is fake news. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Because because you see him in reference to people your height. That's who he's on the field with. Yeah. You know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a six eight, fucking <laughs> yeah. two hundred thirty right tackle. You see him behind a giant offensive line. That is certainly not affecting your frame of reference <laughs> at all. Tua is not six one. Uh, but <laughs> okay. Sure. I will say that I would rather have a taller quarterback just to like be able to see the fucking field. How many balls he get batted down in the uh, national championship? It didn't matter. Second twenty six. He saw that one pretty damn yeah. good. I thought again. He, he I, saw over that again. pretty damn good. That crazy pass I'm against Bandy. He saw I'm it nervous. pretty good. Two is not going to win a national championship, but I'm nervous. He already did that. He already did that. not going to win a Heisman, but I'm, I'm I don't. I mean, maybe I, he doesn't, but he certainly has potential. Seeing to. his rewatching the Vanderbilt game a couple days ago from last year, he looked pretty good. 
He looked damn good. He, it was Vanderbilt. It was a beaten Vanderbilt. He was good enough. Who lost 59 to nothing conservative in that game. Nick Saban went in at halftime. Of the national championship. Of the national championship After game, losing the national championship Looked game. at his team and said, two was going to play. Can you imagine something that Nick Saban would rather do less than losing two national championships in a row? Uh, um, yeah, losing one to Kirby. <laughs> Not that I think that he has ill will toward Kirby, yeah, but no, no, losing no, no, one no, to Kirby. No, no, no. I would hate to lose two to you. Absolutely. Or you to me. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm your Kirby. Uh, without a doubt. Uh, but, well, no. That's kind of rude. He just, he just, there was no, he pulled the emergency. He knew what he had in that kid. And everybody else knows two. Now, I'm not, two could fall apart again, because anybody can. But Who am I? Yeah, who you're the I? guy who said that South Carolina was going to have a quarterback controversy this year. <laughs> That's again, who you are. But again, but again, you know, you're watching. You're watching, uh, and I was thinking about this when we just watched the Atlanta versus Montreal MLS game, and you know, you who know the team, mm-hmm. Atlanta, uh, know the game to to a degree. You are saying, why didn't you shoot this? Why didn't you pass it there? Why? And it's the same thing that actually well-informed football fans, well-informed soccer fans, well-informed any sport fans can do while they're watching the game. We're not around these kids. We're not around these also kids. You, you sure they're kids? Every single day. And I don't care if it's you or me or Nick Saban as a fan. Nick Saban as a coach is going to know better on Tua. So I point taken. Yeah. To some degree, did Saban get lucky with that call to bring him in, or did he know, hey, if I bring this guy in, we're coming back? He knew mix. that that was our only hope. Yeah, mix. mix. He knew that that was the only shot we had because Jalen was just Jaylen done. Jalen was done. Yeah, Georgia had his number. At the end of the day, it's it's one of those calls where it's it's easy to say he's he's a great call for bringing him in, but if he hadn't done that, you think 100% you I, for, for me, you're you're right. And in, if in we most lost, cases, it's like why the fuck? Why didn't we stay with Jalen? It's of the onside kick. And that's it's football. But for me, yeah, I sent baby. the text to Krill and <laughs> Krill and 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 Sean at halftime. I so put two in. I said, put two in. Yeah. We you don't don't uh, don't die on the field with a bullet in the gun. Shoot every bullet you got. If if you had told me he was bringing in uh, fucking Quanjo, if Quanjo had one day of eligibility left and he was going to play quarterback and Saban thought he could do it, put him in because it was clear and present that Jalen did not have it on that day. One of the biggest things I've hated recently as an Auburn fan is the swapping quarterbacks on a drive. And so I, I can appreciate the going with one yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. It seems like before Stidham, Auburn had a lot of like dual, not controversies, but like dual quarterback plans. Well, I mean, they'll swap Jeremy out Jackson's... a quarterback for a drive and then expect him to just be able to come in and get in the rhythm. Well, it was the problem that uh, – that was what uh, – oh, man. To, to Gavin's point, <laughs> but – God damn. Oh God! This is, there's a drink fiasco going on right Just now. Just asking folks. you to move the mug. There's a drink. I couldn't tell what you How wanted Gavin to do. Not Jaeger in there. Also true. Um, but uh, where was I going to say? Who was the now goateed evil quarter coach of the Miami Hurricanes? Mark hey, Rick. Hey, Al Golden. Shh, shh! Don't debate. Don't tell anybody we're recording a podcast. Um, but Mark Rick, during a uh, pinnacle game of the season for them, they needed a win. And he took his quarterback out for some reason. I don't know why. And it was terrible. Like, it didn't work. Didn't work at all. And so the first thing I said is, what the hell are you doing? Why did you take the guy out? 
out. Once you take him out, it's hard to put him back you in. You cannot go back to him. And that's what Rick ended up having to do was go back to the kid. And so, yes, it, Saban had to ride or die with Tua. There was no way, unless Tua came in and literally forgot how to play quarterback, there was no way that he you could pull him. And it was a double gamble because not only are you gambling with this game, you're gambling with Tua's future because – if he comes in there and gets lit up in the national championship oh, game, I don't, I don't know that you can bounce back from that. I remember having this argument. Maybe you can. I was having this argument with a Falcon fan. Jalen did. And, uh, <laughs> he fucked up one national championship, and he almost <laughs> led us to another. I don't know that he fucked that up. I'm, I'm still ready yeah, to put no, that on the defense. Uh, but I was having this argument with a Falcon fan about after losing that 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. I was like, dude, you don't come back from that. And he, and he very, like uh, – he very earnestly was like, nah, dude, you get knocked down hard. You get up even stronger, man. We got it's this. It's just like Chumbawamba said. And they sucked. Chumbawamba. Yeah, they sucked this whole year. The Falcons were terrible this whole year. And I put it solely on just not having – just having to having it in your hands and getting it kicked out of your face. I just don't believe you can come back from it. What the hell were we talking about? Somebody give me another question. I'm on a fucking roll. <laughs> well, Creel actually just got here. So, I'm going to run through a couple of things that I – like Grill is doing his scratch offs right now. We, so he is we, not studying your bullshit. On one or two. Well, we're in a different state, so. <laughs> um, but Ohio State, Michigan. Does Michigan? If Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State, sure they'll beat Michigan State. Maybe. Who's the Who's the other? Depending on who they get raped on. And and Penn State. Penn State. <laughs> that reminds me, Penn State. Um, if Michigan State doesn't beat Michigan, you mean? Yeah, sorry. If Michigan goes one out of three against Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan, God damn it! What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> You're drunk. If Michigan You've been goes drinking one and three against Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State, is horrible. It's a is horrible there. It's a in 2020. Route. This is a boom or bust year for Michigan. Michigan has to beat Ohio State. There's no getting around that. You have to beat Ohio State this year. I don't know, Gavin. He wanted the mug gone. Um, he has to beat Michigan State. They might let him lose to Penn State, but it better be his only loss of the year. Who does Michigan have out of conference this year, I wonder? Because if they don't have a hot shot out of conference opponent, um, then he's got to go 11-1 and one to keep his job. Bottom line. I agree. I agree. You didn't hear a word I just said. You were pantomiming the whole time. No, you're (laughs) – Harbaugh's done. Harbaugh's done. That's your boy. That's your number one favorite boy. What's when he was in San Francisco? You love What what will it take for – if you are a Michigan fan or a Michigan AD, for Harbaugh to keep his job? 11-1. 11-1, and that one is Penn State. That's the only loss I'll allow him this year. Well, and I'm really loses, not ready to let him have that one. If he loses to Michigan State, that's fine too, I think. No. But you have to no, be no, 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 Ohio State. That Michigan – ooh, ooh, yeesh, ooh. I'm going to look at their schedule real quick, and maybe I'll – I mean, they play Rutgers in Maryland I'll too, right? I will recapitulate slightly, maybe. Uh, I'm going to let – okay. I'm going to let him – I'm going to allow him to lose to Notre Dame in the opener. I'm going to allow that. Okay. Um, win, 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 win. The openers don't matter anymore. Right. It, it don't matter. It's preseason. It kind of sucks. Um, Again, too. Like, now, I'm going to let him lose to Notre Dame and Penn State. Everybody else he has to beat. Everybody else he has to beat. 
to not lose his job, to not get fired. Okay. I'm firing him at ten and three or whatever the math shakes out to. If he loses to Michigan State or Penn or or Ohio State, you're out of here. I'm saying he has to win one out of those th- the big the three that we talked about. You are probably closer to right, but if it's me. And I'm where Michigan is, and I'm where Michigan was, and I and I'm where I'm not where we think I'm we sorry, should be. I'm sorry. Let's take a step back here. Michigan is the winningest program in the, in the history of college football, which does not mean a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. When is the last time Michigan has been a player? When's the time, when when's the last time Michigan has been Bill Bellamy showing <laughs> up into the players how to be a player? Well, I mean, they like, were two years ago. <laughs> When they when they lost to Ohio State, they, they closed made and they playoffs. Were, no, they did not because they lost to Ohio State. When did they? When is the last time that they actually were in the like a game away, or they it were in was the hunt two years ago when they lost to Ohio a, State? A game away from making the playoffs. <laughs> it was two years ago when they lost to no, Ohio State. No, I'm saying State. that's a game away from making the playoffs. That doesn't count. I mean, a game away from the national championship. Oh well, shit. Um, did they win in? 97 was the last time they won. Creel, when's the last time Michigan won the national championship? 97, like I just said. <laughs> um, 97's the last time they won, and they just kind of dicked around between now and then. Um, so it's been a while, but at the, sa- the the bigger part of this, is far, not even national championship trip. for me the bigger thing is when um, Michigan and Ohio State should be Alabama-Auburn as far as – Frequency of wins. There should be no gaps. There really shouldn't be any long stretches where one team dominates. And if there is, the dude who's losing on that stretch gots to go. But we are left alone asking, what is the frequency, Kenneth? So, is your Benz a dream? <laughs> you wore an armored suit like a... Uh-huh, like a knight? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, that entire... That entire song, I'm just waiting for Michael Stipe to go, uh-huh, I can understand. I'm just waiting for... How good is um, Monster? That entire record. Crush with Eyeliner. Star 69. Are you kidding me? I'm just waiting for uh, my man. I can't remember who the guitarist name is right now. Bill... Uh, Bill Beckett? Nope. But he's a drummer, right? It's Beck. I was thinking... I was actually thinking of other REM members the other day. Uh, uh, Not Mike. It's Mike... He's the bassist. I could So uh, I'm just waiting for him to do the change of his toggle between the between the pickups. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so I'm allotting 30 seconds to this. Gavin, do the playoffs ever expand? Peter if they, Buck. If they do, Peter Buck. Bill Barry. Bill Barry. Those are the guys. In the next five years, will the playoffs expand? Six band. It's a slippery slope, but I think they need to expand to eight teams. I think there's still but a team. Do they in the next five years? Do they in the next five years? Probably not. But I think there's still a fifth team that's getting left out. I think there's still a fifth team that has a chance to win it. And I think for that reason, they need to. And that team bring it is the University of Central Florida. I don't think there's ever a ninth ranked team that has a legitimate shot at winning. There could be like a Cinderella type thing that could happen. Sure. But. I think even if they do have a shot, I don't want them to get that shot. I just don't like and I, it. And I don't know if I think it should expand because I think top four is enough. But I do think there is a fifth team there. I ran. You know, it could through, be a one-loss team that is there. That I ran through like the the last you know actually like uh, all of the BCS like standings. 
with an Auburn fan, and even they said that the championship, the the, the eventual champion of the BCS was probably going to win anyway. Yeah. You put USC against Auburn, and we can talk about, you know, that's a whole other show, whether Auburn or Oklahoma should have been in the, the championship. But um, I just think I, I it's so hard to defend this, but the BCS, I think they had it right. It was right. And I mean, I hate to kill the sports talk radio buffalo of will they expand, will they expand. The contract's good for like 12 years. Yeah. Nothing's happening until that yeah. ends up because the the oh, money the money's the problem because if you expand the playoffs everybody has to pay more money the the owner of that contract which is ESPN right now yeah. has to pay more money to those teams who are in those games. Well, you just signed a new contract for more money than. Well, does ESPN just fired everybody? Do you think they want to spend that money right now? Well, as long as they're not like left wing liberal kook balls, or <laughs> what any of that means, or that was the last. As podcast. long as they're not woke. But they don't want to spend that money. They're trying the to not Cowherd. spend as much money. Wait, who's the guy who's, who's the? Never mind. Uh, who's the guy? Primrose Path. Who's the guy? I hate? You uh, Skip out, Bayless outkick the coverage. Oh, Clay Travis. That motherfucker. God yeah. damn. Piece of shit. I remember one time I didn't know who Clay Travis was. I just heard that he was a well-known sports talk guy. And I was like, I'm going to cut on his podcast, see what this is about. Four minutes in, like, oh, that's what this guy is. No, I'm about it here. They let, him, they let him on CNN once, and he just started talking about boobs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's like he literally just yeah, I, I remember I was seeing some retweet that during the – I think it was during the – either the Peach Bowl two years ago or during the playoff or something last year. he uh, His car got broken into in Atlanta, first five minutes being in town, notes laptop stole, told the cop, he said, welcome to Atlanta. I was like, you fucking asshole. And so this is where up. the players play, dude. <laughs> this is where the players also, play. Also, like, don't, like, understand the sensibilities there. Like, We know what you mean, Clay. We know what you mean, buddy. Jesus Christ. Just say say that word Sean won't let me say. Dog Whistle United. place. Exactly. And we're united. Five stripes. Samos ATL. Fuck going to cup. Atlanta is quickly becoming my favorite city ever. It just it it just seems like a woke ass motherfucking city. Everybody just comes together, man. We do come together. At the same time. At the same time. And that is that is forty three minutes. That is the midtown guarantee. Mutual orgasms. <laughs> So I have one more, uh, if Creel uh, is any close to getting over here. Uh, this is not... That nigga's trying to get us up out of here. He's trying to win us some money. This is not uh, as sexy as mm. the playoffs expanded. Let me get my shirt back on, man. Fuck it. Why are your nipples purple? Nurples? Got it. That wasn't actually the playoff-related question. <laughs> Not necessarily. Nurples. Ladies and gentlemen, throw the flag. Not necessarily <laughs> talked about, but probably more. It would affect the sport more than anything else. Is there another alignment coming anytime soon? Realignment. I'm with you. I don't think so. Um, because I think the only reason to realign now would be playoff related. And I just don't think. The opportunity does not seem to be out there. Um, one thing that could impact that would be if, due to the playoff, we start to get into these scenarios where the smaller teams feel like they are getting left out of the schedule of, of the game. Like you said, Liberty, 
if 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 the not the liberties of the world, but the USFs, the the USFs, the UCFs, if those cats feel like they're a being looked over for the playoffs and is, B is UCF in a Power Five? No, none of those, none of those other Florida schools are. I always, I always, there's some like dumb Florida team in like the ACC or something, or the Big East no. or whatever it is. Well, that's not a Power Five. <laughs> the the All American Conference. Yeah, but again, not a Power Five. So I mean, if oh, yeah, if right. those cats decide that they're really getting the raw end of the deal and they start reaching out, but again, it comes down to the money. Yeah. Is if if there's if if the pot if the pot doesn't get bigger money elon (laughs) musk you know elon musk if the pot doesn't get bigger then why the fuck would the sec want to go get another team to split the money up if the pot's not bigger we'll kick vandy out well i mean that's what they do now though i mean why why are we like i in a perfect world we don't play western kentucky we don't do anything i'm fine with like a 10 game regular season but that's nobody's give nobody is ever giving money back, Sean. That's never going to happen. But who makes money on that? I don't know. Maybe the stadium who sells hot dogs and be, uh, and fucking popcorn and tickets and the guy who runs his who sells parking. Maybe that dude makes Look, money. I, Maybe it's I ESPN. have long been on the record against jobs. <laughs> against 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 jobs. Against, against Microsoft. Against against providing against that Auburn dude who runs for, Apple. for for marginalized communities, I think that we need to shut those people out of our community. <laughs> Creel, sit down because I have one more question. He's for this. he's not wow. one. He's wow. he was not victorious wow. in his scratch offs. Too he's drunk hurt. on Jesus. Um, <laughs> Too drunk on losing money. I have one more question for you. All right, and we'll we'll decide if uh, when we want to bring Creel in on the, the next time on Throw the Flag. Um, He's just quietly reflecting. The the next time he, I think he just won a million dollars, and he don't want to tell us. Scratch offs. He's trying to figure out how to get out of this podcasting business now that he's rich. What? I, I think he just did. By, I think, he, I think he that just, was it. Like no, I think he just got out by too, refusing to actually take a seat and talk for too rich minutes. for y'all's blood. Um, Clemson Boo. Or, or Georgia. Yeah. Who is likely to win? A national championship first. Well, I mean, shit, dude. One of them was one play away. One of them was second and twenty six away from one winning of them one. Was one play away two years ago. Oh, they did win it two years ago. Sorry, <laughs> three years ago yeah, they yeah. won the thing. Um, oh, so, sorry, sorry, not national championship, but the next like dynasty, dynasty. Or can we not make a decision about that until next? Year? I think Georgia is clearly poised to be the next place the next focus of college football Alabama's had it for a long time Clemson bubbles up and for two years their their Alabama's equal because everybody saw the game we saw they had beaten Alabama as bad as anybody could have for 45 minutes and without an onside kick and a big kick return they had them beat the next year they come back and complete the thing they seal the deal they were poised to be the next king well, they guess who they got to come against? <laughs> you got to come against the old king. Yeah. And but Georgia now everybody saw that most people who came away from that game are thinking, yeah, Alabama won. Uh, bold move by Nick Saban, but the clock is ticking. It's Georgia's time. The recruiting class was the number you know number six all time ever. Um, Atlanta and Georgia is a football factory. 
that Mark Richt had not capitalized on in many, many years. Yeah. Kirby Smart appears to be capitalizing on that. If you watch the draft, uh, maybe not necessarily in the first round, but you start watching in those second rounds, look at where those kids come from. Norcross, um, Decula, all those spots in Georgia that Kirby is racking up. It is clearly right now the smart money would be on Georgia. Yeah. Okay. And they got a fucking freshman, sophomore quarterback, and he's being pressed by an incoming quarterback. And right now, you know, for Clemson, Kelly Bryant. Oh, his name's gone. Kelly Bryant's probably going to have to transfer. Yeah. He's probably going to be usurped. Really? So, yeah. Like, there is a quarterback battle brewing in Clemson. I have not heard about this at mm-hmm. all. Um, I. Anything? I agree with Hankins. It's a good move. It's always a good move. It's it's going to be interesting. I um, and they I, have the same fight song as Auburn, so you know. I've been working on the railroad. <laughs> I think that if you're if you if you're Georgia, and you perform the same amount of wins and losses, if you put the same numbers on the board as Clemson, you're probably going to be <clears throat> given preference. Over Clemson, yeah. Well, if you do that in the SEC, based on the, the ACC, yeah. Clemson has the benefit of, as far as the path to get there, they do have the benefit of a restructuring Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, they well, have a North Carolina State who thing, we though. don't know what they will be. I think ACC is coming up, and that doesn't help. Clemson. I don't think it is. I mean, Florida State's at least got a year to get things settled. I think at Miami's least. gonna fuck up Clemson in the next. Miami could go either way. We know what Mark Rick does. We know what Mark Rick is. Um, that could go either way. Turnover chain might not pull you through next year. Louisville just lost their head horse, and they were on the downside of things anyways. North Carolina State, we don't know. We saw them have a very good year last year. They they overachieved, um, but. They just lost Chubb. That was their big piece of the puzzle on that yeah. defense. All those things are gone. It is set up for Clemson to be as good as they can be. Now, one thing that scares me about Clemson as far as how good they can be is that fucking playoff game. <laughs> they did not look good. They looked like a team that had skated by on being better than everybody on their schedule, came up against a team that was equal in talent or superior, and they had a quarterback that was very similar to Jalen Hurts, who could do what a few things very well. What happened with Clemson in that game? They, they they came against the fucking buzzsaw, man. I mean, after Alabama almost lost to Mississippi State, and then did lose to Auburn two weeks later, and then was able to take the the time off for the SEC SEC championship. I just I don't see how like. That Alabama team, if you that well, like, linebackers got healthy, that was part of it. So Mississippi State just played above their heads. Mississippi State played the played that South Carolina game from 2010. They just played over their heads and they gave Alabama hell. And Alabama was probably looking forward to Auburn because they knew what they had coming against them. Auburn was just flat out better mm-hmm. that day than Alabama was. Um, the offense became very stagnant. Jaylen, the, the cracks in Jalen really started showing in that game. Oh, yeah, um, and so that's and then Clemson had done the same thing. They got by without having to do a whole lot. Uh, Kelly Bryant was good enough to get them over the hump, as Jalen was to get Alabama over the hump most of the year. And then they came against a team that said, had weeks to prepare for them. 
um, that are they're equals in talent, and they just schemed around them, and they couldn't. Clemson couldn't find the answer for Jalen as Alabama did for Kelly Bryant, and that's what happened to him. And also, we're throwing touchdowns to defensive linemen. So, sure. you can't, what are you going to do when that shit starts happening? All right, let's close this out with one final question. Who that say they're going to beat them Saints? Everybody since they traded up to pick somebody. A roadrunner. <laughs> Who wins the national championship next year? I'll go first. And that will be the... Fuck, that is so hard. Why did I pose this question to myself? I'll uh, go first. Please. UCF repeats. <laughs> oh, finally. Finally. So we have one UCF. Uh, and that's damn. also the next dynasty in college football. Well, I mean, they also didn't lose any uh, any games against anybody in the playoffs in 2016, so they are a dynasty. God, I don't know, man. I, I th- I think it's going to be really tough against Ohio State has a lot of young people. They do. They do. I think Alabama's up there too. Well, clearly, I mean that goes. Yeah, that's just. Even though we have uh, the, I worry about the coaching turnover this year. That is my concern for this year. Do is we have an offensive coordinator? Mike Loxley. Oh, the wide receiver coach that got promoted. Yes. Okay. Two promotions from within at the two coordinator spots. What, third or fourth? Always off- makes me nervous. One, two. Fourth offensive coordinator in three years. You know what? You know what? I am telling you right now. New quarterback. I am telling you right now that the 2000, whatever day it is in 2019. Technically, it will, it 20. will be a rematch for the national championship. I'm telling you that the Miami Hurricanes will beat Notre Dame. Uh, that you're not crazy. In the national, you're not a crazy person for saying that. <laughs> watching the draft, you're not a crazy. Watching person. the draft uh, Thursday night, I was like, shit. Thirsty Thursday. No, Notre Dame had two had two offensive linemen drafted the first nine picks. Yes, yes, they did. That's fucking nuts. Yes, they did. And thank God the 49ers did. Uh, I g- g- got the tackle because they need somebody to protect Garoppolo. Jimmy G. But. I almost texted you and Creel saying, "How come Notre Dame has two offensive linemen in uh, in uh, drafting the first nine picks and they can't win X number of games?" And then I went back and, and they like, won. And I was like, "Oh yeah, we uh, Veterans Day weekend, yeah. Miami beat them, and that yeah, was like that was the end of that." You know, because Notre Dame was in the hunt. So um, I think that one of the t- whatever happens with Miami, Miami and Notre Dame. Is gonna happen. I would not be surprised at all to see both those teams in the playoffs. At least in the playoffs, I think it's gonna be a rematch, Miami Notre Dame. Um, especially because Notre Dame has a sweet ride because they don't have to play a national uh, conference championship. Alabama has a ton of turnover in coaching. New quarterback, most likely. I didn't um, pick him to make the playoffs last year. A slew of talent, though. Slew of talent. Grill did. Um, Grill picked him to win last Georgia year. Georgia 
has their quarterback back. Jordan's going to be back. They lost Roquan, which is problematic. They lose Chubb and Michelle, which, as far as replacing their production, is not as difficult as it may seem. But those two were leaders. You know, you could just see at the end of that game how those two guys looked. They were leaders, and I think that their energy did something for that team. They lost a crushing defeat last year. In Athens, you get the feeling that Kirby's going to get a lot of freshmen that can start. Yes. I think Georgia has the best shot. But this year, the way this year sets up, if I'm using history as my indicator, it feels like one of those stupid Ohio State years where they just cruise along. I hate, yeah. I hate that year. I hate that year. I hate that year. It feels like that year where they, they ease in. Next fucking thing you know, it's like, oh, shit. Ohio State's 9-0. and Yeah. And then they slide in there. They beat Wisconsin like a drum at some point. Yeah. And they get in and they fuck around and they get it. So I'm going to pick right now Ohio State. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, their path seems to be the, of least resistance. I Everybody hate, else got something major. Like, I, I hate to keep extending this, but who wins the SEC? Auburn. Who plays in the SEC championship? Auburn Tigers. That's Alabama-Georgia. I think it's Alabama-Georgia. Neither only, undefeated. I think it's Alabama-Georgia only because Auburn, this is the good year uh, for Alabama and the bad year for Auburn. Road. Road brats. I think that that's Alabama, Georgia. Um, just because. Auburn can't be beat in Jordan Hare. No. No. Auburn is probably. That fucking place is worth 14 points, bare minimum. <laughs> you walk in there down they 14 nothing. And then when that right? fucking witch magic starts yeah. rolling, when that witch magic starts happening and spells are being cast and people got those big pointy hats on and stars are everywhere, next fucking thing you know is 28 nothing. I've been working on the railroads just blaring. From all corners. There seems everybody, to be, apparently, everybody's just dressed as witches. Yes, there seems to be six bands. There are literally six bands in the stadium. Why and they're dress your motherfuckers like witches. And they're playing in the round. One will start hey, a Welcome bah, to Zeta Witcher Witcher. And then the next one starts And that fucking thing's rocking around. And there's nothing you can do. Yes, my princess. Yes, my Fucking head warlock Tommy Tupperville's just in the bowels of Jordan Hare somewhere. Well, we take a a little bit of eye newt, and you take a little bit of toad frog sperm, and you mix it and all up. They are up. cooking chicken and grits, and they are whipping <laughs> in the kitchen like it's stir fry, ladies no, and gentlemen. This has rest. been a cooking long ass episode <laughs> of throw the flag football, freestyling, buckwiling, sometimes smiling, having a good time. Sean, say that stuff that you say. This has been. Uh, I just our- said that. <laughs> just go to throw the flag network at throw the flag network send us some sweet tweets we're tweeting boys send us some sweet tweets send us some sweet tweets you know thank you for listening everybody because we would be nothing if no one ever listened to us if we checked our stats and we we <laughs> saw a big, saw goose, a big egg. Fat goose egg like Orlando Pace in his sax <laughs> columns the last two years of his career We'd be we'd be depressed as fuck. Oh man, we'd be down and out. But we're not because you guys listen to us. If you would like to support us in a more personal way, then we will accept your lovely smooches on the mouth. You could go to patreon.com 
and select the and select the smooch on the mouth option. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash t t f tango tango foxtrot. That's s m o o c h o n t h e m o u f f. And uh, you know what? You can find all of our shows at ttfnetwork.com uh, and great job great job for Gavin's debut here it was a genuine honor to it's be a part of coming in on a show that's not even his not, even not his show he's, we, he's not in any of the meetings on this he's the EP on TD a lot of feedback uh, this is uh, Sean's show <laughs> oh yeah the whole network is Sean's Gavin that's the right is the feedback I've been seeing I've sent a lot of emails to Gavin over the months about some HR issues that I think will be brought up in the listen, next listen. <laughs> that's discussing meeting. Elvis <laughs> stole some things from one community of American culture. Native John Americans. Lennon stole them, some things from one community of American culture. Uh, Lincoln Park, who is basically on the same level as John Lennon and Elvis. Uh, you can draw a line stole right, some, connect them. Some things from one community on American culture. And uh, that culture is the Native Americans, which you are not. That joke didn't land. TTF football!